I'm very fortunate. I have a very large family. When we get together, including nieces and nephews and grandchildren, there's a lot of kids. There are a lot of adults who gather together, newly married couples. But if you were to ask me what their names are, I might get some of them right, but some of them I'm going to say, uh, is that Isaiah? Is that Asher? Is that, which one is that? I don't know. And they'll tell me who they are. And I say, okay, that's Milo. Oh, I remember Milo. Okay. But if they ask me when their birthdays are, I'm going to say, absolutely not. I'm sorry. I don't remember all those birthdays. If I did remember those birthdays, I should receive a prize for that. But out of all of those kids, there is one grandchild that I will never forget the day that she was born. She was born on Christmas Day. She was the first baby that my daughter was going to have. My daughter's standing in the kitchen that morning, her water breaks, and she goes, well, looks like we're going to the hospital. Let everybody know we won't be there for the Christmas party today. So I take her to the hospital, they're all there. Everyone shows up. In place, there's at least 20 or 30 people waiting in the waiting room. When the child was born, I turned around and I snapped a picture of at least 20 or 30 people looking through the glass, smiling at this new addition to this pretty large family. The story that I'm going to tell in this podcast is the story of the three magi, the three wise men, who are running basically from Herod. Even the Herod is telling them, go find Jesus. Well, they're not going to come back if they find Jesus. So they take this long journey. They're carrying all of these gifts, all of the things they're going to give this newborn king. They don't even know really what this person looks like. They don't know if it's an angel. They don't know if it's just a a shaped God. They don't know what that meant to go find this king, this baby. And so they go on this journey and they finally get to the place where Jesus is and we know what happens. But what the scripture says this, when they got there, they took all of the presents, all the gifts, and they laid them aside and they walked in and they bowed down and they worshiped him. From heaven's view, all of those in heaven that were watching, for the very first time on the earth, Jesus is worshipped. And I'm sure that heaven ignited with praise. And the scripture says, and then later, they presented the gifts. On Christmas morning, how can you stop 20 kids like from opening presents? You really can't do it. Uh, they just get in there and you start handing them out and it gets really exciting and they start laughing and you, they're showing each other everything. And in the middle of that, the parents are saying, oh, don't forget to thank your uncle. Don't forget to thank your brother. And it all just gets mixed up. But they're very excited about the gifts. And we understand that human beings are that way. In my spiritual life and the journey that I've been on, there have been times that I've received gifts. Ephesians 4.8 talks about the gifts that Jesus gives to us. And those gifts are very important. They're exciting to open up. They're exciting to experience and to grow in. And those gifts lead you and take you through life. And they're extremely important, extremely powerful. And you have to recognize that those gifts are real things that Jesus gives to you. But I asked myself this question, would I be willing to lay the gifts aside for just a moment and to bow down before Jesus? Would I be willing during 
a time of using these gifts so focused on what they are, what they do, what I'm doing with them, would I be willing to intimately bow down and worship this Savior of the world? You know, intimate worship is really the gift. It's a gift that's more costly than a good journey or a high-priced wrapped present that we're going to give to someone. Worshiping is more important than the giftings that you carry and that I carry. If you don't end up worshiping him, the gifts most likely could mean very little. Perhaps they're not being used correctly. Maybe you're focusing on those giftings way too much, putting too much priority on the actual act of those gifts and what they produce. And if you're not worshiping, if you can't find that time, that moment, or see Jesus clearly enough to bow before him, it could be that those gifts are getting in the way. We tell our children this, the gifts aren't that important. Just have fun with your friends. Say thank you for the gifts. Go play with all your toys. It's a wonderful thing, but don't forget about the people. Don't forget to say thank you or give your grandma a hug or your grandpa a hug or say thanks mom for that gift and you give them a big hug. God is saying the same thing to us. Set the gifts aside. Don't forget they're there. They're going to be there when you get up. You're going to get to unwrap them. You're going to get to present them. You're going to get the recognition that you get when you offer someone giftings. But worship Jesus first. Find your place. Don't let the giftings take the place of worshiping God God's way. Jesus is still the same Lord that he was that morning. He's the same king today that he was then. He didn't stay a little baby. He's not in a bassinet. He's sitting next to the right hand of the Father. He is over it all, and he is still waiting for you and I to come to him and set the gifts aside and worship God God's way. Oh, 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 o